Welcome to the So She Is podcast. I am your host, Katie Neary, and this podcast is your one-stop shop for all things manifestation, neuroscience, spiritual evolution, and how to tap into your infinite potential and live a life beyond your wildest dreams. I know that you clicking play today is no accident, and I am so grateful for you being here. With that said, let's get this party started. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to So She Is. I am so grateful to be here with you on another beautiful day. And if you are new, welcome. If you are not new, welcome back. I am also feeling so grateful that we have a giant hoodie code. Whoop, whoop. I mentioned Giant Hoodie, that brand, a couple episodes back. I was just like, guys, I'm wearing this. This is the best thing I've ever put on my body. And then I posted on Instagram so you guys could go check it out. And turns out they wanted to give us a discount code. So, so she is 15. It'll be in the description box. Go check it out. It is Oprah Winfrey's favorite hoodie, which is no, not an accident. I can attest. And if you have tourist placements in your chart, Oh, I know I do. And I am living my best life. I would like to be buried in this hoodie. So go check it out in the description box and let's jump into today's episode. I just want to preface this with saying I am not a medical doctor and I don't want anyone to be under any impression that I'm giving medical advice or recommendations. I am just sharing this as my personal thoughts and my personal experience. So today's episode is actually one that I've been putting off for some time now. I think it has to do with my subconscious mind not wanting to publicly talk about a topic like Adderall in case I were to ever go back on it again and then feeling the feeling like a fraud or or anything like that deep shame of like, oh no, now I have to publicly say I am taking it again. But the good news is I do not see that happening anytime soon. And it's time to talk about it because it crosses my mind all the time for an episode topic. And it's truthfully just one that I've wanted to talk about since day one, since before I even started the podcast. I was like, yeah, this needs to be talked about. So Adderall is such a common drug that holds so much shame in it. At least I both was ashamed that I was prescribed it and I took it like two different shames, but all in the same realm. I also had a weird fear that people would take advantage of me. And that's the main reason why I want to record today's episode. So that even if it's just one singular person who feels seen or like, like they can relate to anything I say today, that's the whole purpose. So if you listened to episode one of So She Is, you might remember that I mentioned I had been in a really bad car accident and that I transferred schools for softball. And with this, since I had the traumatic brain injury, Cal State Fullerton had to test me and review all my documents basically to ensure I was not a liability to them in any way since I'd had a serious concussion within a close time frame of transferring to that school. And I had to take a bunch of tests for them. And in this one test or a few tests, I scored very low on some key things that made me ineligible to play until I could pass the test. So an important side note is that from this car accident and the brain injury I had, I lost all peripheral vision and had a slight fracture in my orbital bone. So the test that I did not pass had to do with something related to reaction time and the way things were processed with my eyes and my brain. 
I don't really know the details, nor do I really care what tests they were or whatever, but I mean, I was rightfully not cleared to play. And because I didn't pass the test, one of the suggestions was prescribing me medicine to help me concentrate and help my brain fire. And truthfully, this was something I was struggling with. I was struggling with memory. I was struggling with staying organized. I remember one time specifically finding a sticky note like later on in life that said like, Google how to memorize things like or Google how to get a better memory. So it was, I mean, I had to write on a note so I'd remember it. And then, yeah, it was just, it wasn't, it wasn't my, my peak time in life. But since that was the suggestion and the protocol, the doctor followed it. And then I took the tests again and I passed. So that resulted in me being prescribed Adderall or legalized meth. And just so anyone knows, it works. <laughs> I think it's just so important. It's just so important to remember about Adderall that it is legalized meth. And if you were to take a drug test, you will fail for meth in your pee. And I, it literally happened to me when I was doing a drug test for an internship. It was so embarrassing because I failed it and had to like prove with my prescription like, oh no, I'm not a meth addict. I'm literally just taking Adderall. (laughs) And through this journey of being on it, I am of course a curious person by nature. I looked up all the information and I listened to doctors talk about it, read the articles that doctors wrote, and there is not one that will claim it's good for you. Like, yes, they'll prescribe it to you, but I don't believe a single doctor would look you in the eyes and be like, yep, that's actually something that's really good for your overall health. (laughs) Like, no, it's great at doing its job, but it's not good for you. I mean, a fun fact about Adderall is that it was originally advertised and brought to the public in the 1950s as mother's little helper. And it was taken to make you a happier house, like a happier housewife and that you could do all the dishes and you'd be holding the baby at the same time and it would all work out. (laughs) Just sit with that for a second. And now it's obviously transferred into a medication used for other things, but the origin doesn't come from benefiting kids with ADHD. It comes from making you a better housewife. And from the moment I was prescribed it, I had this feeling like I was scared to lose it. Like they, they wouldn't prescribe it to me again. And that would almost cause me anxiety. Like, oh no, what if they don't prescribe it? And it's making me so smart because it did. It made me feel pretty invincible. And since I had that feeling of being scared to lose it, it made me know that this is probably not something I should be taking. But I would just justify it with the fact that, well, a doctor prescribed it to me or I need it for softball or I need it for school or I need it for corporate America. And those excuses would just keep me on it. And truthfully, they are excuses, as hard as that is to admit. But I was originally prescribed it in 2017, and I think I built up in dosage. But just for full transparency and to be an open book, I was prescribed 20 milligrams twice a day or just 40 milligrams a day. And I've taken both the XR and the IR. XR is the extended release, so it's just a little bit more drawn out. And IR is instant release, so it's way more faster and a little bit suddener, but doesn't last as long. 
And I just had some weird experiences with the instant release. And so once I started working and stuff, it was easier for me to just take one pill and be done in the morning, which now looking back, it turns out that the extended release is much worse for you and your overall health than the instant, which kind of surprised me. And I don't remember the exact details as to why. I just heard it and was like, ah, of course, like go team. But you live and learn, right? (laughs) And once I left corporate America, I thought, okay, now I can go off of it because that whisper was getting louder and louder. And I had that internal knowing. My intuition was clearly speaking to me. But anytime people who I looked up to mentioned that they were on Adderall for a while and then they got off of it and it completely changed their life, I would get just such a sense of guilt almost of like, like knowing that I should do that. But the thing about Adderall is that you become the passenger to your life and the Adderall is the driver. And so if you've ever been the passenger of a crazy driver, you know, like it's kind of, it feels out of your control, but it's because the drug itself accelerates dopamine, which makes it the addictive and it overrides your brain's ability to produce certain chemicals. And after years of ignoring my intuition, I just had that hunch in November that that voice got louder in November to leave it. And I told my fiance that I was thinking that. And then a few days later, I was like, you know what? I think it's just my ego that wants me to leave Adderall because I think that I'm tougher or that I can do things without it. And I even compared it to like antidepressants. Like, well, if I was on antidepressants that were helping, like I wouldn't have this feeling like it's okay to not be okay. And that's the funny thing about the ego is that It'll convince you that the red flags are green flags because your subconscious mind feels safety in the red flags because it's what it recognizes as safe. Um, So I ended up refilling my prescription instead of listening to my intuition. And then, of course, Miss Universe comes around with all the signs. And Almost 30 is a podcast I listen to all the time. And they posted a podcast And the episode was called Ditching Adderall. And it randomly popped up on my phone. Like just on my screen. I think I got into my car, somehow connected to my car. And then no other episodes popped up. It was just a thing that popped up and said Ditching Adderall. And as soon as I saw it, I was just like, fuck. I don't want to listen to this episode. But I knew I had to listen. And oh my God, the girl was a naturopath and I had never felt more seen, heard anything. Like everything she said spoke to me. And in listening to this episode, it made me realize that Adderall is the one thing I have not changed. I mean, I have done all the work, work in quotes. I've done the plant medicine I've worked with a coach. I've worked with a therapist. I have rewired my entire subconscious mind. I have left corporate America. I have done everything to ignite the fire. Yet the same limiting belief patterns that I cleared so many times would always show up. And the overthinking of something and making decisions, but then being so indecisive would just keep showing up. 
And another sign I got was in that episode, she also mentioned like, oh, it takes 21 days of just clean eating, like clean food, no alcohol to be really successful to get off Adderall. And I kid you not, you guys, that day my fiance and I had literally bought a 21 day liver cleanse. And then to put the cherry on top in the same week, my insurance called and said they were not going to cover Adderall anymore, which if you've ever been, like if you've never been prescribed it, the name brand is over $200, $200 like plus if if you don't have any help from insurance. And then the generic is like 100 to 150 plus, like, and I think that's with insurance. So I was just sitting there like, fuck, I have to do it. And I, I have to get off of it. Or to reef like my reframe obviously was like, I get to do this. So I really tried to look at it as an opportunity to re re-put my faith in the universe and God and that it's not me alone in this journey. And I have a spirit team supporting me that I can pray to at any point I feel weak. And so then that day, I just decided in January I would not refill my prescription. And I just love wild synchronicities and the last day I took Adderall was the day before we had already set the day to start our cleanse so it just lined up perfectly and it just shows like nothing's an accident there is no coincidences everything is happening exactly as it should and in my last month of taking it I just really started to reflect on the four years that I've been on it And as I've mentioned before, everything has energy and is energy. And if we think of Adderall, this drug holds a lot of energy and it is dark and it has a neediness and an obsessiveness and a hypersensitivity and an apathy and anxiety and it holds rage. And there's just so much behind these medicines that are meant to make you focus so intently, intently, but they really just make you obsess or removed from your own life. And at least for me, I felt like I was completely removed from my own body, going back to that passenger and the Adderall was the driver. It also makes you confidently insecure. And what I mean by that is you feel like superhuman because you're literally on speed, might I remind you, and you have all these thoughts and you can basically solve the world's problems, but then you overthink it to a point of being so insecure and unable to take action because you've completely talked yourself out of it or your heart's beating faster and the anxiousness makes it hard to communicate or you just overthink it to the point of like frying your brain and that it doesn't even seem interesting anymore. Like an example of this, well, I have plenty of examples, but the first time my voice ever shook when I spoke in front of a group was once I started taking Adderall. And then I kind of obsess over like, why did my voice shake? And what do people think? And that's so weird. Like, why did I even do that? Oh my God, that's so embarrassing. Oh my God, they're probably thinking about how your voice shook. And it was just a terrible cycle and thought loop. And then I got to the point where even introducing myself, like the simplest thing, like saying my name's Katie Neary or even just an elevator elevator pitch, 
made my voice shake the most. And the fact that it kept happening only made this problem so much worse. It made me so like, I have so much to say, but I can't even say it. And then like my whole body would get visceral reactions. And that happens to people. They get anxiety from this drug. And then they probably go on an anti-anxiety medication. I mean, I've never done that. But it's the same thing. Like, if you're on an antidepressant and then you aren't motivated and you're lacking that, so then they prescribe you Adderall. And then this is like, it's just a fueled cycle by medical professionals. And this cocktail is formed when really it's all these things that are taking, I'm not saying anything bad about antidepressants, but just sometimes that happens. You're on antidepressants and then you have to be on Adderall too. And it's like, that doesn't seem right. And it doesn't sit well with me. And while that's not my story or wasn't my story, the drug just made me get a certain amount done until it didn't. Like, yeah, like I get it. Like if you're not motivated, you want to take Adderall, like sure. But the drug worked until it didn't. And towards the end, I mean, I've been on it for four years and taking it almost every day. Towards the end, I was completely unmotivated and just chasing after something that never even existed and really like just taking that taking Adderall just was like putting a band-aid on something that whatever get to it later and it also makes you really good for the system if we think about this in a big picture it makes you sit still it makes you focus you could be productive and I say productive in quotes because sometimes it does the absolute opposite and you get hyper-focused on other things. And so often we all want the productivity hacks. We want to be doing more and more and more. But at the same time and at the end of the day, it's like, whoa, like being human is okay. Like if you don't feel like you can work at your computer for 10 hours a day that's okay. That's normal. Or if you need breaks, like that is actually the productivity hack in itself is taking breaks. It's literally all a part of the human experience to feel the ebbs and flows. And it's something I have to constantly remind myself these days since I'm so used to feeling that intense focus energy. And it's not, it wasn't always good focus energy, but it was intense. It was intense so it felt productive in itself by taking it. Even if I was doing nothing that day, there was something about it that made me feel like, yeah, I'm getting stuff done, but I wasn't. (laughs) And with these strong drugs that make you focus and productive it's honestly not that productive and at least for me it was more just like busy work and you're so focused on your busy work you don't even know what you're producing now when i'm doing things it is so much more intentional I actually know what I'm doing and have a sense of why I'm even doing it, which in turn just makes it so much more like conscious. And at the end of the day, it creates such a better product. Even if I get less done in a day, the end result is so much more put together and conscious and just feels better and feels like I know what I did versus just like a blackout. 
And it really makes you a better partner because the thing about Adderall is like if you have nothing to focus on, like what the drug does and how it stimulates your brain is too, too overanalyzed, too obsessed. And so like being in a relationship with someone, like if you have nothing going on, like you just have to focus on them. And then it's like, well, I want to have these deep conversations and I feel like X, Y, and Z all about you. But really it's, it's just the pill wanting to obsess over them because instead of going internal, you got to go external. You got to find another reason, just something to think about. (laughs) And going back to how everything's energy, this is the one thing that was a constant that I was putting my body and it was absolutely unaligned with everything I was trying to call in and the life I was trying to create. And looking back at how it was even just sitting in me, it was just so heavy and it was such a dense energy. And I think that's just such an important thing to think about with absolutely anything you put in your body because everything is energy. Everything carries energy and Just think about the vibration of fruits and vegetables versus the vibration of donuts or ethically sourced food versus unethically sourced food or organic grass-fed meat versus hormone-filled factory-produced meat. And even if you're like, well, I can't feel the difference when I eat it, just think about it. And how does it, when you think about a cow eating grass-fed and living a beautiful life versus them all stuffed into a factory. What does that vibration feel like when you think about it? Because that's what you're consuming. And so when you're taking a pill with the strength of Adderall, I think it's just so important to think about how it impacts your entire orc field and then to evaluate, is it worth it? Is this the energy I want to attract in? This obsessive, this insecure, this critical Is this what I want my auric field to have in it? Maybe it's not the whole thing, but it's in there and it is strong and it is dense. And even if you don't know it, others can feel it. And if you are on it, I don't want you to feel any extra shame or feel like I'm attacking you. Or if you're feeling triggered, just really hold your heart and just know that there is another side. And that's the whole point of me wanting to do this episode is to kind of share what life has been like since being off of it because it's been a little over a month now maybe a month and a half and the day that I decided I was not going to be on it anymore was not the day that I shared with my fiance because I knew that me sharing meant accountability and I wasn't sure if I wanted to be accountable and When I was avoiding telling her, I could physically feel my throat chakra closing and my neck muscles getting tighter and I just couldn't take it anymore. So when I did finally tell her, I just bawled my eyes out and admitted how terrified I was to go off of it because I didn't want to be stupid or dumb or not able to remember things or like I couldn't do things or everything would be too hard. I mean, I just quit a corporate job and now I'm going to go off the thing that helps me focus. But I just shared that all that and that I knew it was exactly what I needed to do. And I had so much relief in sharing my fear because like I said, I did this before and I mentioned to her in November like, hey, I kind of want to go off of this. But I re-justified to myself and to her why I went back on it. 
So I even, even just having this conversation for the second time, even though the first time it wasn't as emotional because it wasn't as real, I just, I just felt shame in even having the conversation for a second time, but it went so well and communicating is just such the key. Just always when in doubt, share it out. (laughs) And once I told her, I opened the floodgates and I started telling everyone this is what I'm doing. I'm going off of it because I knew the more people I told, the more accountability. I want. I knew I needed a support team or just people that knew like I wasn't doing this alone or hiding out and in the dark because I would suffer. If I did not share this with people, I, I guarantee I would have suffered and probably already gone back on it because there was no one. It's not even when I say accountable, like they're going to say, oh no, Katie, don't do that. It's it's accountable in a way of like me acknowledging my truth and sharing it publicly. And believe it or not, the first day that I was clean or just off Adderall with no pills, no, no nothing in the house, I threw literally everything away. And I think that's an important side note. If it was there, I would have took it. So I needed to make sure all bottles were empty, all were in the trash, weren't in the trash can at my house, were in the garbage can outside for the garbage person to pick up. Like, I think that's a huge part, like not even having the option to rely on it because yeah, I would just go back to it. That's just obvious. But my first day with nothing in the house, no option except this new rebirth I was looking to have. I posted on Instagram that I was launching my podcast, that I was going to post an episode in the upcoming week. And it was literally the easiest thing I've ever done. And I didn't overthink it. I didn't care what I looked like. I didn't care what I sounded like. I didn't care what other people were thinking of me. And I had bought this microphone in November. I I have known for a long time I wanted to do a podcast because one, I love pod- I love consuming podcasts. And I feel like I just love chatting. So I wanted, I've known that a podcast is a part of me, but I was so debilitated by this drug and so distracted by my, by what I was over, like (laughs) overanalyzing that I never started. And to initiate myself day one of being off it was just like, whoa, whoa, this could be good. And this could be easy. And to be off of it for the month, or the month and a half I've been off of it and to have launched this whole podcast and to have figured out all these things that I've had to do and to be launching a business in March that I'm so fucking excited about. It's just such evidence of like, wow, I've gotten so much done and I've committed to so much without overthinking that if I was on Adderall, it would have taken me so much longer because of the overthinking and then almost like frying your brain, overanalyzing or like overthinking. And then just you get exhausted from yourself that you take no action. And yeah, just that is starting that day the way I did, I think is the best thing I could have done because it just generated the momentum I wanted my life to be like. And that's exactly what happened. And it's just so much easier to decide and take action without being overly distracted by random things or being focused on the randomest things that pop up. And the voice in my head is so much quieter. And it this past month and a half has really just been a total relearning for me a relearning of my body's natural cycle, relearning hunger cues, which speaking of hunger cues, 
if anything, I'm feeling so much healthier in my body. Like I'm not as bloated. There's so many things because Adderall, I mean, it would strip my entire gut line. It was just to have regular bowel movements and to have regular hunger cues has been great again. And to have natural blood flow. I mean, Adderall would constrict my blood vessels and my hands are already discolored because of my nervous system and the car accident injury, but Adderall amplified it. And it was one of my biggest insecurities. And because being on Adderall, I then obviously had to overthink, oh my God, what are my hands going to look like? But, but it's so, I mean, the coloring of my skin is even better and it's being off. It has really taught me to play to my strengths. Like I am so creative. I do not need to be an expert at math and it's okay if legal wordage and legal things and big documents like don't make a ton of sense to me or or just feel overwhelming like that's okay to be a human and when I played my creative strengths and I asked for help like wow suddenly life gets so much simpler but even with that being said there have been days that have been I've just felt absolutely so low and so defeated and so badly wanted to reach for Adderall or call the doctor and get it re-prescribed because I know that's all it takes is just to call and ask for it again and it's on those days that I learn the like the most about myself and I try to get as curious as I can with those feelings and being almost like just like a third party witness to what my internal dialogue is when I when I have that urge or that want to reach for it or reach for the phone to call it to get it again And what I've learned about myself is typically when I'm feeling overwhelmed and feeling discouraged, like I'm not smart enough, it is in those moments, like when I forget my power that I want to reach for something external to save me. But the thing is, everything I need is already inside of me, just like everything you need is already inside of you. And the human body is a walking miracle that was built to heal itself and so that's where playing your strengths and remembering like holy shit I'm a divine infinite and infinitely intelligent being who can create my reality and shapeshift my mind body soul spirit everything can be shapeshifted like just because I'm feeling underqualified for something or feeling like something doesn't make sense doesn't mean I need that external or somewhat the knight in shining armor to save me and I encourage you to when you feel lower you're feeling very much like you want to reach for even if you want to reach for someone else like your partner your friend your mom your dad if you're feeling that need to reach out for external validation or for external support and I'm not talking about like I'm feeling sad I just want to talk to my mom or I just miss my mom I want to talk to her I miss my friend I want to talk to her I'm talking about when you I'm talking about a drug. So it's that drug and that addictive relationship that forms there. So when you feel the need, you need to reach out to someone or something because that is going to give you something outside of yourself to make you feel whole, complete, or capable. That is when I encourage you to really become the witness of like, what hole am I trying to fill? Because at the end of the day, the, these addictive 
things, these addictive people, these addictive patterns, these addictive addictions, drugs to food, it's always to fill some sort of void because the subconscious mind does not like a void and it can be filled with positive. It can be filled with negative. It does not care. It just needs to be filled and to become a witness to what that void is or what that hole is that needs to be that needs to be filled like often for me with Adderall it's that I do not feel like I am good enough like I do not feel like I'm capable I do not feel like I'm smart enough and it's that hole it's that missing piece it's that part of me that's just searching for that external strength and that superhuman meth essentially and when I look at it and I become the witness I can sit with it and I can I can fill the void with with validation with internal and self-validation and like no I am capable and I can treat myself instead of repeating the pattern of going back to the pill and that's the same of like if you if you are someone who is addicted to eating or addicted to food or emotionally eats like to pause and then say like why am I reaching right now like what am I looking to fill what am I looking to avoid same with a toxic ex or just when you're looking for attention from another person like romantically or sexually it's like what am I not giving myself? And am I, instead of reaching out, can I fill myself up? Which then will make me an energetic match for something even better, right? It's all about just getting curious and not being hard on yourself. Okay, moving on. I want to now chat about how I got off of it and some supplements I used in the process because I prepared and had a pretty steady supplement routine to help me get through the detox or withdraw process because truthfully it is kind of like a withdrawal when you've been taking it for multiple multiple years and as I mentioned I did do a 21 day liver cleanse and that included no alcohol and very clean eating and no gluten or dairy and so that's what I was doing and I would suggest like very clean like no alcohol because you know alcohol like is a downer and then you like would want to reach for your upper after you drink which is what Adderall is and so 21 days at least, no alcohol, and just, I would say, keep it as clean as you can because minimizing, like, gluten and the carb intake will help, like, not bog down your mental state. That's what I read and was suggested to do. Again, I'm not (laughs) a doctor in any way, so this is just entirely what helped me. The second week of being off of it, though, my entire nervous system just flared up out of control. And I got like sort of ill and just feverish and with my nervous system condition that I have like the chronic illness I technically have, but I don't really like to identify with that. Like that completely flared up and it was all my leg pains and it really was just like my body wanting to find an equilibrium like desperately and I mean it totally makes sense why that happened because one I was changing something that I had been on and had used as a staple in my body for four years and it when you just start detoxing I think of course things it has to get rid of it it has to get rid of it so if you get feverish if you get ill if weird things happen if you break out, like it is literally your body like cleaning itself out and doing exactly what it's supposed to do. And some supplements I took for brain and nerve support were lions are not were, they are lion's mane, ashwagandha, rhodiola, and B12. And 
I believe they call rhodiola is like nature's Adderall. It's a little bit of a stimulant. I don't know. I This little cocktail, this little vitamin cocktail has been so amazing for me because I feel, I feel more energetic than when I was on it, to be honest. Another supplement I took was melatonin because you would think being off of it, you'd want to sleep all the time. I had a little bit of the opposite. I literally couldn't fall asleep. And that's another thing about relearning like my natural body cycle. Like I had to relearn like how to sleep. But I am happy to report your girl is sleeping good, nice, sound, and has turned the corner with no more melatonin and can naturally produce it on her own these days. Like whoop, whoop. But a side note on sleep is to do it as much as possible, to rest when you need it, because it's really going to help heal the adrenals. And while there is no quick fix to this, resting as much as possible and sleeping as much as you can will absolutely help expedite the healing of the adrenals because Adderall completely crashes your adrenals. I mean, it makes your heart beat faster than it should. It makes you stay up longer than you should. And Your adrenals produce the hormones that regulate your metabolism, your immune system, your blood pressure. It helps you respond to stress and just really controls a lot of essential functions that Adderall absolutely just says fuck you to. And when they're depleted, it can cause this like low energy, depressive mood, a lot of like salt and sweet craving, brain fog, and other things that ultimately leave you feeling weak. Another thing um, not related to sleep that I did to help rebuild just like that internal dopamine that you could do whether you're getting off Adderall or not, but it is walking to classical music in nature. So taking a walk, really absorbing nature and just putting classical music on. It is scientifically proven to rebuild dopamine and I can firsthand attest that it does make you feel good. I just really enjoy it and I'd love to know if you do. And that's really all I can think of in this moment. I mean, I felt like I felt a little bit overwhelmed trying to even create an outline for this episode because maybe there will be a part two, like if I completely forgot things or if you guys, ha- I know I, one time I put a question box out there and I, I, with this outline, I was like, I don't even want to go into the Q&A. So maybe we'll do a part two with a Q&A. I'd absolutely love to hear any feedback on or any specific questions that I could look into and help answer for you. I hope you guys were able to take something out of this and if it struck a chord, I would absolutely love it if you shared it with a friend who was maybe in need of it and if you could leave a five-star review, it would just help this podcast grow and expand. We were ranked 240th and I know that writing reviews and giving five stars is a way to just like escalate up the charts and how fucking cool that beat it be to top 200 that is a manifestation in the process to be in the top 100s but let's get to the 200s first i just love you guys so much i love your constant support and that you listen and i will see you in the next episode love you bye if you enjoyed today's episode please send it to a friend tag us on instagram at, at so she is underscore podcast and leave a five-star review so we can help build, grow, and expand this podcast to anyone who it needs to. Thanks so much, and we'll see you in the next episode.